Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Mahomes is so good. He's just like, yeah, hey, it'll be cool to do this. I don't have this on my resume yet. <laughs> this is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 here in New York City. We are Unsportsmanlike. Conference championship games are set. Detroit at San Francisco and Kansas City at Baltimore. I feel badly not giving all the attention today to Kansas City after their win yesterday and Detroit, but the storyline is the most hyped team around that has done nothing to warrant the hype, which would be the Buffalo Bills. Kansas City beats them yesterday, 27-24. Six straight AFC title game for Mahomes and the Chiefs. As a starter, Mahomes is 6-for-6 in years getting to the AFC title game, which is just remarkable. But so much hype, so much conversation about Allen versus Mahomes. So much so that CBS started the broadcast yesterday with a whole, could this be Brady versus Manning. This was the seventh meeting. This was game seven, so to speak, all time between these two guys, regular season and postseason. It was tied at three apiece. Mahomes had all of the postseason wins. Allen had none of them. At this time for Brady and Manning, Brady had three MVP, uh, two MVPs and three titles. Manning had two MVPs. Josh Allen has appeared in the AFC title game one time. Once. And got destroyed, as CC has mentioned. Josh Allen is a great talent. They lost again yesterday. Yeah, and we keep talking about how great of a talent he is because he doesn't have the accomplishments both individually and as a team that you would expect a quarterback that has those type of attributes to have. Everybody has already assigned a certain level of success to Josh Allen, and he hasn't done anything when it matters to the most to actually warrant that, to merit that. So that's the part of this that I hope we can put that conversation to bed because this was supposed to be the year that things were different when Mahomes and Allen met in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, after winning the last two regular season matchups, things were supposed to be different. The game's not an arrowhead. It's in Orchard Park. You got Steph Diggs. You got Dawson Knox. You got Dalton Kincaid. You got James Cook in a running game that ran it 39 times for 180 yards. And you still lost the damn game. I don't want to hear about Steph Diggs drop pass. I don't want to hear about Trent Sherfield drop pass. Pat Mahomes been dealing with drop pass from his receivers all year long. Mm-hmm. That is something as a quarterback you're going to have to overcome. You had the ball deep in the Kansas City Chiefs territory with less than three minutes to go. And you had every opportunity to extend that drive. And rather than taking the layup throws that the Chiefs defense was giving you, you tried to force it into an end zone. On second and nine, Steph Diggs is wide open on a crosser route, catch and run opportunity, would have had the ball inside the 10. On third and nine, you're trying to throw it to the corner of the end zone, and you got the tight end Dalton Kincaid underneath that would have been able to convert for a first down. 
Those are situations, those are moments that are inexcusable in terms of the quarterback not having the awareness, time, and score to be able to make the requisite plays to position your team to win. You tried to go for it all in that moment, you missed, and then your kicker missed the field goal wide right. Yeah, should the kicker do his damn job? Absolutely. But if you're the quarterback, don't let it come down to the kicker. Go out there and win the damn game, and you didn't do it. Yeah, you had those two opportunities after the two-minute warning to not even put it in his hands, and Josh Allen had some head-scratching decision-making there. But, you know, you, you mentioned Patrick Mahomes, the sixth consecutive conference championship appearance. The only other team to do that since 1970 is the New England Patriots. They went to eight straight from 2011 Ooh. to 2018. So it's, it's fun to have the most important position in sports have a rivalry. We love a quarterback rivalry. Patrick Mahomes is holding up his end of the deal. He is quite literally on the Tom Brady path. Can somebody else step up and be the Manning in this rivalry? We want to assign it to Joe Burrow, but he's injured. We want to assign it to Josh Allen. He can't get it done. He can't break through. He had a huge opportunity yesterday. Maybe in the regular season. He's 3-1 and one versus Patrick Mahomes in the regular season. But it all hinges now on Lamar Jackson. That's it. Lamar's got the individual accolades, and now he has the opportunity to beat the Kansas City Chiefs en route to the Super Bowl. Can Lamar Jackson be the one to get it done? Because if not, I'm wondering if Patrick Mahomes is simply going to be peerless. Well, he is peerless in terms of who's on his level, but Lamar is the closest one. Obviously, they need to play in the playoffs, which they're going to do this weekend. We are on Sportsmanlike. We welcome all those who are watching the Aussie Open on ESPN2 to the show this morning as Kansas City obviously beats Buffalo 27-24, and you brought up the Pats and the the eight straight championship games. They feel very Patriot-like because... Patriots, a lot of times, would have bend-don't-break defense. Like, all right, fine, you want to drive down the field and you want to milk a lot of clock, that's fine. we got a quarterback who can score quickly, and we're going to hold you to a field goal. Like, we don't care about holding you to the field goal, and that's what happened at times yesterday. But there were also weird moments in this game, right? I mean, the, the fake punt by the Bills made absolutely no sense in that spot, and you're deep in your own territory. Then they got the ball back with a huge break because Andy Reid inexplicably, after Isaiah Pacheco, who, I mean, listen, I know every NFL player plays hard just based on the look Isaiah Pacheco looks like he plays harder than any player that's ever played the sport. I've, I've never seen a guy look like he plays that hard like that guy. That guy's running through the Bills' defense, and Andy Reid inexplicably gives the ball to McCole Hardman, who already fumbled the ball, and then he fumbled it forward out of the end zone, the worst rule in sports, we all know that, and then gives Buffalo the ball back. The other thing I want to point out, as everyone wants to blame the kicker, well, in the first half of this game, nine of the 14 completions for Josh Allen were to running backs and tight ends. Nine of the 14. And yet on this final drive, that even if they made the field goal, would still give Patrick Mahomes the ball back with over a minute to go and a timeout, if I'm not mistaken. The final drive of the game and the final quarter of the game included how many passes? 14. Same amount as the first half, where you had a lead going into the halftime. CC, for whatever reason, the Bills decided in a close one-score game to change their game plan-ish in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that part of it made no sense to me, especially when you were running the ball at five yards a clip. I mean, they couldn't stop you. I mean, the the the, the extra offensive lineman bringing in David Edwards to play the, the XO at the tight end spot was a stroke of genius by Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator, and there was no answer for that Kansas City Chiefs defense. They, they just kept gashing them, and all you saw was Chris Jones and Mike Pinnell, the defensive tackles for the Chiefs, looking exhausted on the sidelines or in between snaps on the field because those dudes couldn't stop the the running game. They couldn't create that that point of attack where they allowed the integrity of that Chiefs defense to hold up. It was just bad. And and that's the part where I don't understand if you're Sean McDermott, why you get away from that in the fourth quarter. 
Dance with the girl that bought you. This is a formula that you've had <laughs> success with. And oh, by the way, it allows you to run out the clock on Pat Mahomes. Just stay with the running game. But it felt like we got to a point in that game where Sean McDermott handed the ball to Josh Allen and said, hey, go be special, put the cape on, go win us the game. And it was completely unnecessary. You, d- you didn't need Josh Allen to be special. You just needed him to play disciplined football. And they got away from that. And so ultimately that game came down to the coaching staff pulling an all-time choke job for the Bills rather than Josh Allen doing anything that was wrong. Yeah, beating Patrick Mahomes and getting to the conference championship game is special enough for me. I don't need Josh Allen to be the one to do it in a heroic-like fashion. But by saying go out there and be special, to me, you're also opening yourself up to Josh Allen showing that other side of him and turning the ball over, which would make me really nervous as well. So I'm surprised that they went that route. These are two teams that have had great games. This is not a great rivalry. These are two quarterbacks that have had great games. This is not a great rivalry. If you think about a great rivalry, there has to be a back and forth in the postseason. There has not been. When you think about a great rivalry, like the Yankees-Red Sox forever was not, it was a rivalry, but the Red Sox had nothing to show for it forever, right? This is what that kind of feels like at this point. If you're going to pit these two teams in the playoffs as constituted today, you're just going to assume that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs will find a way to win. Why? Because they literally always find a way to win against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Something with Buffalo has to give here because they're going to keep running this back and they're going to keep losing to Mahomes. So what is it that has to give? Where would you go, CeCe, in order to make the changes here that Buffalo one day at some point actually gets over that hump? Because what's going to happen in Kansas City, oddly enough, is they're actually going to get better next year. Mm. We all sit here and think they're going to address their issues and they're going to be able to get better. And over the course of the last decade, or six years, excuse me, they've been able to interchange parts on defense to be good enough this year, better than most, obviously. But we believe they're going to actually get better from here. So how does Buffalo ever compete with this? Well, you're not going to change the quarterback. Josh Allen is their guy. And and Josh Allen made some plays yesterday. I mean, the throw that he had at the end of the third quarter for a touchdown to Khalil Shakir, that is an outstanding throw. Like, not a lot of quarterbacks in the league have the ability, the physical talent, to make that kind of throw. And I mean, he fit that ball into a window that was the size of a basketball hoop. Like, that's how great it was. Like, it was phenomenal. So, um, yeah, you're not changing Josh Allen. What you're trying to do is find a coaching staff that can harness that ability and utilize it in the key moments, but also save save the player from himself. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that we run into with Josh Allen too often. So, I, I, again, I, I know we're talking about Sean McDermott and his ability versus the other coaches that could potentially be out there to be had. I don't think they're going to make a change at the head coach because they want a playoff game. And I, I would say this, the division is going to prop them up to keep them in contention because I don't trust the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots are starting over, and the New York Jets are going to jet. So, again, <laughs> uh, it's a situation where you know Josh Allen will be in the postseason. Yeah. You're just waiting to see what changes about that postseason versus postseasons in the past. And to that last caller's point, I mean, it's starting to have a Dallas Cowboys-like feel around the Buffalo Bills. Like, you can get to the dance, but you can't break through. You can't get to the championship rounds. You can't get to the Super Bowl. That That's the air that's around the Bills and, and Smalls. I don't have the answer as to how that gets fixed. I don't either, but it, it actually doesn't have the same air to me like the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, the, the theory is the same. A lot of talent can't break through underperforming in a lot of ways based on the talent that they have. The window is closing. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of parallels there. But people 
would be outraged if this was the Dallas Cowboys yeah, and they lost this game true. at home. And it seems like more people and Josh Allen played a really great game yesterday. I mean, he's a very special player. We're not saying that, but it feels like people want to defend him more than hold him to a different standard. Whereas with the Dallas Cowboys, people would be, I mean, I cannot even imagine what the phone lines would look like if this was the Dallas Cowboys. People would be ready to fire everybody, get rid of Dak, and nobody is really ready to do that with Josh Allen today. They are held to a completely different standard. But you know what? Nobody can defend the final sequence of plays for the Buffalo Bills on offense. Mm -hmm. You can't defend Josh Allen for that. Like There are throws that were there to be made. It ain't like the offensive coordinator didn't do his job. Joe Brady did his damn job. There were open receivers on second down and third down. Josh Allen just didn't throw it to the open guy. He was trying to get a touchdown. He was trying to get it all in one play. And sometimes in those situations, you just got to take the layups. Don't be special. Just be disciplined. And he wasn't disciplined. Again, second and nine, he tries to throw a strike in there to Khalil Shakir for a touchdown. Steph Diggs is running wide open on an over route. Got to hit the throw. Third and nine. I mean, you're trying to throw it into the corner of the end zone for a touchdown. You got your tight end, Dalton Kincaid, right there, catch and run for a first down. It's, it's, it's on the table for you. Extend the drive. Hell, you didn't even need a touchdown in that moment because you had so much time on the clock. You didn't have to give it back to Mahomes. All you needed to do was convert for a first down, keep the drive going, and you didn't do it. And those are the moments where you're just pulling your hair out and saying, why can't Josh Allen make the routine plays routinely? Why can't he do it? He can't get out of his own way. And I guess that's the difference when we start talking about championship-level quarterback play versus what Josh Allen has demonstrated for the first six years of his career. Imagine if Mike McCarthy called for a fake punt down three on his own 30. Oh, can't even imagine. Think about that for a second. Good, what we do to comparison. that guy who has more overall success than McDermott, and I'm not saying either of them are Mike Tomlin, right? I understand that. Yeah. Or Belichick or Reed. Just saying, if we, I like where we're going with this. If we're applying the Cowboys' level of reaction to the Bills— we're doing it right then today. I know, that's why I said if the 49ers were to lose, Kyle Shanahan would deserve the same treatment. But it feels like there's certain teams, certain coaches, certain quarterbacks that we get angry about and hold to a certain standards and others that we don't. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Josh Allen, you were the favorite in that game. It wasn't Pat Mahomes. It wasn't the Chiefs. It wasn't any, You were the favorite. Like Vegas had you favored to win that game. You're at home. First road game for Pat Mahomes in the playoffs. And you lost. The most vulnerable Chiefs team we've seen since Mahomes got there. And you lost. I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear, well, he was so great. Remember this play? Remember that play? No. I don't want to hear. He didn't win the damn game. That's how we judge the quarterbacks. Do you win or don't you? I don't want to hear about the context of how things were unfair, how guys dropped passes, how the coach had terrible calls. Find a way to overcome. That's why they pay you what they pay you. You didn't win the damn game. You're not an immortal quarterback. You're not a tier one quarterback. You're not with Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson. Point blank, period. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. A quitter because I'm doing a half marathon and not a full? I think that's just an opportunity for Carlin to come run one with me. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Happening. I have I have twenty more states, right? Like if he yeah. thinks I'm quitting because I'm not running a full, maybe we should both do a full together. I actually like Carlin, so I don't want him to do that because <laughs> I'm worried about his health and well being if he tries. I don't think the big fella is built for marathons or half marathons. You, worked, of the you sort. worked with him every day. I've known him for probably twenty uh, to thirty love years. Carlin. Love him. I, I don't think he's a quitter. I don't think he'd back down to the challenge. I think he could do it. I don't think this is a challenge he'd want to engage in, though. Yeah, he might try to do it, but I just think it's going to end terribly, and probably with an ambulance picking him up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's a good thing for the big fella to be rolling the dice on half marathons at this stage of the game. You did run one this weekend, South Carolina, twenty uh, sixth one of your life right or 26 state excuse 26 me 26 state yeah do you, do you care about the time or no no it's the Just same completion of it i don't train for these which is really stupid i have i was thinking of that around mile 11 i was like this would be much more enjoyable if i was ready for it but it was also 30 degrees and terrible winds but whatever i digress but um no i don't train for them and wait what was your question no i lost my train of thought sorry <laughs> no is there the time and oh the my time yeah. no i just want to finish i don't care and regardless of whether i i probably would train or if i have a glass of wine the night before if i sleep well <laughs> my time is basically the same every time what is your time um so it's anywhere between like two Hours in one minute and two hours in ten minutes usually. So you can run thirteen miles. Thirteen point one. In in less than two hours, two and a half hours. Yes. That that is incredible. And no, it's actually not that impressive. A lot of people. No, it's impressive for me because I, I know I couldn't do it. That's why I, well, I'm you said so. You could do 1.3 miles. A yeah, I could, yeah, I could, you could do no, it. No, I could not. I know. I listen. A part of being a good player is knowing your limitations. I know my limitations. I'm built for short distances, <laughs> short, quick area bursts, like short bursts. Yeah, like that, yeah. that, that's what I'm built for. I'm not built for distance. So to run a mile is a daunting task, let alone 13 of them in less than two and a half hours. I can't. If I can't walk it in that time, Smalls, I ain't going to make it. I ain't going to make it. You can walk it. No, I can't. Do you walk it all and stop or no? Oh, sometimes, yeah. I like to get... They have different water stations like along the way. Yeah, this. I'll take a drink. This one was really special because my girlfriends from college were there. So some of them were along the route. So I stopped, gave them a hug, drank a little coffee, had a pastry with one of them for a couple minutes. So my time this You time, had a pastry <laughs> during a marathon? Yeah, my girlfriend Amy was at the turn on mile 10. And I was so excited to see her. And she's like, I brought you a pastry. So Who brings someone a pastry during a marathon? My little angel Amy, she did. She wow. thought I might need a snack. She enjoyed the hell out of it too. That's odd. She enjoyed it. You I didn't enjoyed eat the whole thing. You, you enjoyed it though, didn't you? 
A couple bites. Exactly, yeah. exactly. CC and I would run a marathon. We'd have pizza during it. Thir- I mean, <laughs> a thir- 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 thirteen pie. miles is like the length of Manhattan. I could. I know I couldn't do it. I know I couldn't do it. Well, now with an attitude like that. Well, I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being real. It's not an attitude. It's just the facts of the matter. I can't run a half marathon. I can't run a mile now. I'm not disappointed in myself because I know I can't do it. Here's what you have to tell yourself. You just have to finish. Whether you're running the whole time, you're running and then you're walking, whatever your, your speed is, you just have to finish. And you could do it. I know you could. I have faith in both of you. So no, I am the Josh Allen of marathons. I'm not going to finish. Oh. I'm not going to finish. I'll be Mahomes. I am not going to finish at all. Not going to come close. I'm going to tell you something before we get into the Niners and the Packers here. So my wife has run uh, the New York City Marathon. That's amazing. But she also was part of a relay marathon in Florida years and years ago. And this is a true story. Now, understand I'm telling you the truth on this. I had a friend that once got lost during a marathon. I have no understanding as to how you could get lost. He legitimately made a wrong turn and got lost during a marathon. It's roped off. It's guided. I have never seen anything like this. I promise you on anything, he got lost during a marathon. But there's other runners around. I'm fully aware. You just have to follow the pack. I'm just sitting there thinking about him running by himself. Man, I am killing this thing. I'm going to win. Ain't nobody close. I am out here doing it at this marathon. This is a true story. Nobody is close. He's thinking he's busting the ribbon open. I'm telling you. I was waiting for my wife at the end. I'm like, where the hell were you? She goes, I was waiting for someone so because he and I'm like and then I talked to him I'm like where what happened I was waiting forever I, was, I got lost <laughs> uh, unbelievable all right um so the Packers uh, lost to the Niners 24 21 21 uh Brock Purdy <laughs> did not have a great game um for the whole game but did have a great final drive obviously Debo Samuel getting hurt big story in that game three different times in this game Green Bay I thought could have built on a lead and didn't do so in somewhat dramatic fashion up three nothing in the first half. Ten play, take the points. Ten play sixty plus yard drive God and the failed tush push or love shove, however you want to look at it, on the fourteen yard line. That's number one. Number two, up 21, 21, 14 in the third quarter. A love um, INT Drake Greenlaw tipped pass. Okay, results in a San Francisco field goal. That was behind Tucker Craft. That was a bad ball by Jordan Love. And then up twenty one seventeen. A six-play, 67-yard drive, fourth and nine from the San Francisco 23-yard line. Andrews Carlson misses the field goal. That's when Tom Rinaldi on Fox talked about the idea of Matt LaFleur, the Packers head coach, saying when Carlson goes out there, he just prays, which is not ideal if you're a head coach. And so, to me, those are the three opportunities that Green Bay actually could have put this game away and did not. Take the points, man. Take the points. God in heaven. It's your second drive. It's early in the game. Take the points. If you've got back-to-back scoring drives to open up the game, all of the good fields, you're good. Instead of going into halftime down a point, you're up 9-7. Take the freaking points. So there's that part of it. But then there's also Anders Carlson. And Smalls, that is case in point when I say kickers aren't football players and how they're barely even people. It's moments like that. It's a 41-yard field goal. Make the damn kick. It's your job. If you make that kick, guess what? Your team can't lose at the end of it. At least not at the end of the fourth quarter. You can't lose. And you missed the damn kick. I know. Yeah, like the interception that Jordan Love threw at the end of the game to Drake Greenlaw. Terrible. That, to me, it was, a, it was a bad play, but it was inconsequential in terms of what this team, what the game should have been. 
He shouldn't have been in a situation with less than a minute to go having to drive 30, 40 yards in order to get in the field goal range. That should not have been the case. They had plenty of opportunities to win that game. And instead, they fumbled the bag. And that is the moment where you say, you know what? Youth is served. Playoff inexperience popping up at the most inopportune moments. They got a little bit tight. Jordan Love got a little bit tight at the end of the third, going into the fourth. And that ended up being the game. But the Green Bay Packers, make no mistake, let the San Francisco 49ers off the hook. Because that, that was a game that was ripe for the taking. And San Francisco escaped. I mean, Brock Purdy was not his best for three and a half quarters. I know Ev is going to bring up the last drive, and that's all well and good. But the game should have been over at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Ten minutes to go. It's third and ten. You got the ball in the Green Bay Packers territory. And the, and the DB, Keyshawn Nixon for the Green Bay Packers, falls down. And your guy, Ray Ray McLeod, is running a seven cut. Wide open, should have been a touchdown. Brock Purdy misses him to the inside. That's a throw that Brock Purdy absolutely has to make. Hell, any competent quarterback under those circumstances has to make. Your team is down by four in that moment. You got a chance to go up by three. You got to hit that throw. Those are the types of plays that I get worried about with Brock Purdy as we move to the championship rounds because that's what he's going to have to do. And if you don't have Debo Samuel, if you don't have somebody else available, more is going to be put on you in terms of elevating the talent around you, and I get nervous about Brock's ability to do that. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up, could yesterday's results add another seat to that hot seat list and potentially another stop along the coaching carousel? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Antonio Pierce, officially the full-time head coach with the Vegas Raiders. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We're going to get your phone calls in. A lot of people want to weigh in on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills using losing yet again uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. But I'll give you a couple of headlines from the weekend in terms of coaching carousel. You tell me which one stands out to you guys the most. The Raiders hire Antonio Pierce. Raiders! I think we know his answer. Raiders! The Eagles fire their once defensive coordinator, Sean Desai. They're going to let Matt Patricia walk. Contract expires. 
But that would indicate that Nick Sirianni is probably staying on with the team as their head coach. And Jim Harbaugh is scheduled to get a second interview with the Atlanta Falcons. We know that, obviously, Bill Belichick did. I believe uh, Ben Johnson got an interview with the Lions offensive coordinator over the weekend um, with the Falcons. And David Shaw, former Sanford head coach, is getting a lot of interviews in the NFL, which I always thought he was going to be an NFL coach. I just didn't think right now. I thought years ago he'd get an NFL job. But now he's in that interviewing cycle, which is good, because I think that guy is a good coach. Which one, jumps out of you the most small it has to be antonio pierce and the raiders i know the other ones have more ripple effects potentially but sometimes you don't do the easy thing and what seems to be the right thing and antonio pierce is the guy for that job he not only has been there done that the players respond to him he doesn't necessarily have all the accolades obviously as a head coach because he was just the interim coach that some of these other guys out on the market do but When you can embody the culture and the identity of what that franchise used to be and you care about it that much and you know that he's going to be a great steward for the franchise and that he's already got the locker room on his side, I just was really pleased to see Mark Davis do what seemed to be the right thing. People are excited about it. Absolutely. That's the thing. Like, everybody's excited about it. When this came down on Saturday, everybody was buzzing. Like, you, you saw the video that the Raiders put out on social media and just seeing the traction and responses, everybody yelling out, Raiders! <laughs> I mean, the players in the locker room smoking cigars with them. Yep. There, there was a tangible level of excitement within the organization when he took over as the head coach. You could see it. Like, you you saw the energy level be completely different from Josh McDaniels to Antonio Pierce. And down the stretch, those games that were seemingly meaningless, them being able to win those games and have a winning record with Antonio Pierce, I think they finished 5-4 and with him as the interim coach, that makes it easy to sell ownership on this being the foundation for future sustained success. And to me, I I love the hire. I love everything about it. But Antonio Pierce is a guy that can communicate with the players. But beyond that, he's a hell of a tactician. I mean, from an X's and O's standpoint, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody that has a better football acumen than Antonio Pierce. And there's a lot of runway with him because he's relatively young. So I love the hire for the Raiders. It brings a, a, a breath of fresh air and breathes new life into a franchise that was once proud I hope AP can get them back to that. There is a tie with him from yesteryear to the the mystique that the Raiders had when they were in L.A. to what they're going to be and trying to get that back now. So I love the hire. Good on Mark Davis in the Raiders. Brass for making that decision. I thought it was the right move. The question now becomes, will the Bills' loss yesterday open up another job? And Sean McDermott is one of these guys that if they do decide to make a change – should get hired immediately by another team. Nobody is saying this guy can't coach. You just have to wonder when the Buffalo Bills look at what happened yet again, another postseason loss, another postseason loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, No AFC title game appearance yet again. No Super Bowl appearance. Josh Allen does not have an MVP on the resume because part of this season was digging himself and his team out of the hole that he put the team in with all the early turnovers this year. That you just have to wonder... How can they change this thing? And you have to wonder whether or not the head coach is potentially in jeopardy as a result of this. Mel in Ohio, listening on 106.7 in Ohio. What's up, Mel? Yeah, I listen to you guys every day. Thank you. And there's two quarterbacks, Dan Fouts and Dan Marino. They never won a Super Bowl. And we're complaining about Josh Allen. Give the boy a break. He'll get it done eventually. 
Yeah, so, I, I don't I don't have any reason to believe that. Like, and I don't think it's fair to compare him to Marino because Marino has been to a Super Marino Bowl. Marino went an MVP to a Super Bowl in his second year and has an MVP. So, like, this is the thing. We've all tried to make these comparisons to Josh Allen. That's what we do in sports as fans, as as people. We try to compare who does this person remind you of. Find the quarterback that had elite individual stats, that had some level of team success, that did not have an MVP nor have a Super Bowl appearance. So that would be Phillip Rivers. Just a, a singular example. There are probably other examples that are better equated for um, Josh Allen, but it's not Brady and Manning like everybody wants to make it out to be. It's not that, and it's not Marino, again, who went to a Super Bowl and won an MVP. Nobody is saying that Josh Allen can't win an MVP, but right now it is way more likely that he wins an MVP than he does go to a Super Bowl, to me at least, in the way I which I look at, at him right now. Uh, Jared in South Dakota watching on ESPNU. What's up, Jared? Hey, good morning. I just want to bring up your point, Evan, because you said it yourself. You know what direction the Bills have to go in because you said it yourself. If they hired Belichick, he would not only take the job, but they would be one of the Super Bowl favorites. Yeah, he's the guy. So that tells you right there what what direction the Bills need to go in. I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'm very objective on this, and I'm just saying it's not Josh Allen. It is their staff. They need to put him in the best position to succeed. Yeah, I mean, listen, and thanks for the phone call. Since Josh Allen and the Bills have been this competitive, they have then since fired an offensive coordinator and fired a defensive coordinator. If you're this good, you know what happens with teams that are this good? Your assistant coaches get promoted to be head coaches. These assistant coaches are getting fired. Think about it. If Josh Allen and the Bills were so good, Mm -hmm. somebody would have a head coaching job. They all get fired. Leslie Frazier got fired. Ken Dorsey got fired. Well, Brian Dable got a head coaching job. Okay, fair. Brian Dable won. One guy. Yeah. Think about how many Belichick guys got. Think about how many Andy Reid guys. Both of Sirianni's coordinators last year got head coaching jobs in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's not trending in the right direction no. for Josh Allen. And that's the part where I don't understand why we're willing to assign that level of success to him. You heard the last caller. He'll eventually get it done. Why? Why? Why should we believe that Josh Allen is eventually going to get it done? Why would we think that? With What quarterbacks in the AFC do we think he's going to be able to take down moving forward? Lamar? Patrick Mahomes, no. uh, uh, CJ Stroud is up and coming. I mean, Joe Burrow is coming back, nope. obviously from injury. It's only going to get tougher for him f- from here on out. They got to get was, Bel- this was the opportunity. They got to get Belichick. But this was the opportunity. You're, right. You're at home. This is the most vulnerable Kansas City Chiefs team we've seen in some time, and they didn't get it done. I I wonder if the windows rapidly closing and that's tough to say because Josh Allen is a really special talent and they have a good team but you have to think that the road is only going to get rockier from here on out 100% fair Ricardo in North Carolina listening on 99.9 the fan in Raleigh what's up Ricardo how y'all doing this morning man how about those Ravens man (laughs) there you go small what's up smalls hey listen we always got next year, love. We can always extend that invitation next year. You know what I'm saying? I don't want you to look like a, you know, you jumping on the bandwagon type thing. Thank you. Thank you. Next year, we got you, okay? All right. Thanks, Ricardo. I should have taken your invitation back in like week four. That was my bad. <laughs> and that's an it's, invitation it's, it's to, be, to, to be a fan of the team, by yes. the way, just for clarification. Yes, to be that. a Ravens fan. Smalls is a, an NFL fan free agent right now. Yeah, I'm basically and the bachelorette. Rick, right. And Ricardo had the great offer week four to be a Ravens fan. You passed on it. I know. What a Probably mistake. not a good The move. one that got away. Yeah, exactly. Dang. It's all good. I feel like you guys are on point this morning with a lot of things, and I have I have two quick questions. Um, one, um, let's say Lamar and the Ravens going to win the Super Bowl. What is the gap between Lamar and Burrow? And second, 
building off of the uh, the whole uh, Buffalo and Cowboys things, what quarterback would you guys rather have if you could swap the situation? If Allen was in Dallas and Prescott was in Buffalo, how do you guys feel about that? You know what's interesting Thanks. about this? I think the exact same results in both places. Wow. I think the wow. exact same results in both places. Mm. Because I don't know how Dak would feel with insane support like you'd have in Buffalo. Fans supporting him. Like, Buffalo Bills fans support Josh Allen no matter what. Dallas Cowboys yeah. fans question everything. Right? We don't know the mental psyche behind that. But why would I assume anything would be different? These two feel like the same. Not stylistically. Not exact results. But end results for the team feel like the same. I don't think anything would change. Yeah, I mean, that's the crazy part about it. I mean, the Bills had a top five score in defense. The Dallas Cowboys were a top five defense. Like, I just... It, it, there are a lot of parallels with that situation. So there's something to your argument about things being exactly the same, which is a problem if Josh Allen is such a singular talent at the quarterback spot. And I don't know what the answer for ownership in Buffalo is, but something does need to change. I don't know what it looks like. I'm not saying fire the head coach. You're not changing quarterbacks, obviously. But in order to break through with all of those quarterbacks in the AFC – you got to change the way you're doing business. I know what it looks like. It looks like cut-off sleeves on a hoodie. I'm over it. Next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yes, each and every day at this time, our producer, Pat Costello, gives us things in sports, life, entertainment that he's over. Well, Pat's not here today. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> so I got it. All right, here we go. I understand that I may be looked at as the fun police here. Oh, boy. I'm over court storming. I hate oh, it. I've been on. over it forever. It's ridiculous. Act like you've been there before. But we had a situation this weekend where Ohio State upsets Iowa in women's basketball. Caitlin Clark, the greatest player arguably in the history of college basketball, women's college basketball, arguably, I understand that. Concussion protocol. She gets After knocked into <laughs> while she, they're court storming. I understand it was an accident. I get it. Nobody was hurt. Nobody meant to do it. I'm not trying to make this into a bigger thing than it is. But are you freaking – I mean, Caitlin Clark has to take a charge from a fan? What are we doing here? I'm over court storming. Field storming, I hate it. 
I hate. I don't care if UVA beats Alabama or Michigan or Washington in football. Your school, act like you've been there before. Yeah, but I mean... I don't like it. Uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I understand it's a safety risk. Player safety is supposed to be the most important of things. But we can't take away the passion and enthusiasm of the fans. No. I like Court Storm. And like Caitlin Clark, just have a little more awareness. Keep your head on the swivel, as they say in football. And you're putting so this on her? Yeah, I'm putting it on her. Keep your damn head on the swivel. Like you, like you trying to get off the court. You know the fans are storming the court. Like you just can't run blindly at full speed and think that nobody's gonna touch you. Like keep your head on a swivel. But the thing that got me with the Caitlin Clark deal is just pointing out in her post game press conference and saying it's really dangerous. It's a safety risk. Like, like come on, man. Like we we've been a part of games where fans have stormed the court. When it's your fans, you love it. You're all for it. Like you you can't have it both ways. If you're cool with your fans being able to storm the court at a nice win at home, then you got to be cool with the opposing fans doing the same thing and just have the requisite level of awareness to get off the court safely. Like that's what has to happen in that moment. So let's not make this a referendum on court storming. Fans have been doing it since the beginning of sports. We want fans to have that type of enthusiasm about the game. So that's the deal. We have to accept it. Get over yourself. Some of the best scenes in sports are when the fans storm the field or the court. You know, the aerial view of everybody rushing down and then you see that team's color and everybody in the in the jerseys and whatnot on the field or the court. It's special. And, you, and you're right. As fans, we invest in these teams and these players physically, emotionally, financially, mentally. I mean... It, it means something to people, and that's something that most people will be able to tell forever. Remember when my team upset this team? I, I got to storm the court. I got to storm the field. And I understand that if I'm Caitlin Clark, I probably would have the same response. By the yeah. way, if I got banged up and, I, and yeah. I, I was in the immediacy of it post game, I probably would have said the same thing. But you're right. We can't love the fans' enthusiasm and then also chastise them for expressing it. Yeah. All right, next one here. You know when I'm over? Amateurism. In general, there was a golfer yesterday, Nick Dunlop. He's an amateur. Awesome. He's awesome. He won the American Express Open Championship, whatever the heck it was, in golf yesterday. Okay? He's an amateur. They allocate dollars for winners of golf tournaments, right, as part of the PGA Tour. Because this guy is an amateur, he doesn't get the money. Are you freaking kidding me? In the NIL world that we live in, which is good that we have NIL, we can't figure out a way of putting this money somewhere where maybe the moment he's not an amateur, he gets the money. Is this a joke? I mean, we're really, he's going to lose eligibility or whatever it is in college or whatever the heck this guy goes because of the fact that he's an amateur. Can, the, can American Express then just create an NIL deal with him and give him the exact same amount of money? Are we, we're still pretending a such thing as amateurism? It's ridiculous. I'm sure they're working on that, by the way. That's a they great should. idea, yeah, but I'm sure they're yeah, working totally. on it. Well, but not, I mean, they are now. But listen, <laughs> don't don't feel bad for Nick Dunlap. He's going to more than make up for that. Like, he's going to get that money on the first endorsements deals the second he turns pro. Because guess what? Now, it's not about him being a collegiate golfer and just being a great story. It's about him being a PGA Tour winner. Like, he's won a PGA Tour event. Like, that. think about that. Yeah. Like, that is, that. is Like, for the rest of his life, he's going to have that. But because of the way things are trending for him and him having the exemption for the Tour Championship, him having the exemption for the Masters, this guy is not going away. He's going to be one of the up-and-coming faces of the sport. 
And so there's going to be a lot of excitement around him, and that excitement is going to be monetized. He is going to get his dollars up. So don't you worry about Nick Dunlap. He's going to get his paper. Just, don't worry about it. It's ridiculous. He he will, but in the world that we're existing in, with everybody else cashing checks, it does feel a little strange. Strange yeah. that he couldn't benefit from the same thing. All right, got another one here. I am over the ice melt salt. Oh boy, being priced so high. I spent over fifty dollars on two bags of the ice salt thing. Necessities like that should not be priced so high. I understand we live in a, in a world that you can price it whatever you want, and idiots like me then buy it. But there should be a we need a salary cap for necessities. You should not be allowed to overcharge for things like that because I'm slipping around. I'm falling in the Northeast here. We should have a cap, a salary cap for the price on those things. Really? Yes. For salt. You know the what you put on the yeah, ice and for everything. The salt. Yeah. 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 Over fifty dollars for two bags of that. Wow. And then like the smoke or whatever, like the residue is getting in my face, and I'm coughing up a storm. It was a disaster for me doing this this weekend. Uh, don't look at me. I don't have a driveway. I was about to say, that must be the tax for living in the burbs. Yeah, you have a driveway? They saw, they saw, they nice. saw the roads in New York City. I'm good. Oh, my God. Sorry, right. I can't identify Javante, is that a flex? By you, Jav- not by Javante, me. is that a flex? No, I'm just saying by you. How You're is talking about the salt. I'm just saying, they don't salt the roads in the burbs. I birds. live on top of a hill. Exactly. I have like, buy a lot exactly. of salt. I got a lot going on. I got a lot on, of yeah. land on top exactly. of the hill. Yeah. It's, it's a lot to salt all of those driveways, all of my sidewalks, all of those things. Totally. It's hard work. Hard work. I'm just saying. Last thing. I'm over 24-hour places saying they're open for 24 hours and then go in there and it's not open. Don't claim to be 24 hours and be open 23 Where hours. are you going that says it's 24 There's hours a million it's restaurants, gyms, whatever it is. I've gone to places where it says open 24 hours, you go there, and they're closed for like cleaning for an hour. No, no, no. You can't do that. Cannot do that. Either you're open 24 hours or you're not. Right? If you run I feel business, like you should call somebody out at this point. Like, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never encountered that. About the closest that I've ever gotten is a garage saying it's 24 hours and the garage doors be closed. Yes, that so happened to me. So you can't park your car there? Yes. Oh, I'd be yes. Yeah, but I mean, I they say curious. it's a 24-hour garage, but it's not open 24 hours. So mm. that has happened. But what's the place that you've gone to? You just said it and you so, knew so that it's the, to me. So it's the garage. You drove me crazy. So it's the garage. Don't tell me you're open 24 That's hours That's and fair. close the garage. And I, have now a, I'm I, have, I have a real problem with those people, too. Thank you very yeah, much. Real problems. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.